0: You're listening to The Mully's Place Podcast. Welcome to The Mully's Place Podcast. Tonight, Dave and I welcome our first guest to the podcast, all the way from South Korea, the Chi Ranger, Mr. Steve Miller himself. Tonight, we're going to be talking about education in Japan versus Korea and a whole lot of other stuff. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jim. How you
1: doing tonight? I'm doing fine. Look, we've got somebody down the little window with us. Wow. Wait a minute, Is that me? I see a shiny head. But wait, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> then who may it be? <laughs> I don't know. I've, well, hello. I've never met this individual before. I've never hey, had the pleasure.
2: And, and, Hi, and now you have. Hello. Yes. Greetings and salutations. Molly, Dave. Hi. Good to have you here tonight,
0: Steve. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> How's the weather over in South Korea?
2: About the same as where you are. A little, little muggy. Mm. I was just going to ask you that because it's, yeah, little, it's, it's little a little sweaty yeah, here. Yeah, it's,
0: muggy. It, it yeah, it's not too sweaty. bad.
2: It's going to get up in the 30s this weekend.
0: Oh, God. Ouch! I'm Ouch. not looking forward to the summers. Um. Yeah.
1: Mm. So anyway, uh, Dave, how was your week? It was fine. And by the way, before we start, oh. I just want to say it's, it's a real pleasure to finally meet you. I've Heard a lot about you, and I actually feel like the first thing I need to say is, I'm sorry, I apologize to you. And because the time that this guy right here, Jim, came over to visit you, the night before he came over to my apartment and uh, ate a lot of food, we had a Christmas party, and that I, I hope that's not what made him sick, but uh, I always, I, I, I've always felt guilty that maybe I was part of the reason why his Korean adventure was kaplaw. It's his fault. Well, I,
2: yeah, I, it's my fault. Now, now I, can, I can say that even though he was ill while he was here, mm. I had a great time hanging out with Jim. Did a little geocaching right by the hotel. Took him down to the folk village. Uh, Saw so the ice
0: sculptures.
2: Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun.
0: Great. But I definitely want to do it again when I'm not sick.
2: Yeah. But that That's always
0: preferable. Yeah. But I tell you what, I... You're you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pull a lot of strings with me to get me into a cab again
1: though. <laughs> I have scary What was that all about?
0: Oh, they drive like maniacs over there.
1: <laughs> I was yes. white knuckling it all the way to, <laughs> to Gangnam style, you know, where <laughs> I don't even think they were doing that back then. Maybe you created mm, that.
0: That was at the height of it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So we Steve took us down to Gangham to get the. Gets get some uh, what was it called? M- Mokoli.
2: Makoli. Makoli Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, something. That's what I or told as them. They say or as they say in Japan, mako, makori. Makori makori.
0: That's the uh, the one where they where the like broccoli the waitress had
1: her had her thumb in the bowl. Oh, that makes it extra tasty. Mm. Yeah. Thank God she was hot. Yeah. No, that helps though.
2: But doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. <laughs>
1: that's Indeed. right, that's right. Indeed. Indeed.
0: Or it gives you the runs really bad. Okay. I bet it could,
1: How was your week, Jim?
0: My week was all right. And um, I tell you, you know, I don't think Steve's heard this yet because I, oh. I, I haven't talked to him. Uh, we've exchanged a few messages this week, but I haven't given him any details. Uh, Dave, I have to thank you. Dave, Dave threw me a bone this week. Uh, he, had a, um, he had a visitor at his school that was... Uh... Well, go ahead, Dave.
1: Well, uh, we had a really nice guy come in. He gave us a call. He wanted to have lessons at my school. But unfortunately... Because of his level and because of his needs, uh, we really couldn't fit him into any classes that uh, I had available at the time that he needed to take the lessons. And so we asked him, "Well, if you're open to this, I know this extremely nice, kind of portly guy um, that might be kind of kind of portly guy <laughs> that uh, that would would probably be able to give you lessons if you're if you're interested." He said, "Yeah," and so I got him on the phone real quick, and I said, "You know." Um, are you interested in Jim is like, yes. So we were able to hook these two people up. And so he's starting to have lessons. What next week? Next week. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. That's uh, Dave,
0: awesome. Dave tossed me a bone and,
1: uh, uh actually,
0: right. so I picked up him this week. And then I, yesterday I went to my regular, uh, Thursday lesson with a fifth grade girl and, uh, her friend wants to join in. Great. So, uh, I picked up another student this week. So Excellent. I am up to six now.
2: That's fantastic. That's really great. Yeah.
1: That's really great. But I have to say something. Uh, yeah, I threw you one bone. But when I was uh, starting out, um, Jim was telling everybody that was interested in English about my school. And I got uh, at least three or four students from you at that time. So I am still in the, uh, yeah, in the situation where I owe you.
0: So. Oh, yeah. I, I've, seen, I've seen quite a few. But, uh, anybody that I knew that was... You know, looking for lessons. I said, check out Dave's.
1: Yeah, place. and I really appreciate that. So.
0: Um, now, whether they joined or not, I have no idea. But, yeah.
1: but, um, but still, it was nice of you to say that. So I don't. Yeah, uh, it's
0: all
2: about the referral.
1: Yeah, referrals yeah. are great.
0: Yeah, yeah. so that—that's. Uh, I want to thank you for that, and and You're because of that, Dave, uh, um, downstairs I've got a box of donuts for you to take.
1: Booyah! Ooh, are they, Mister Donuts? Mister Donuts. Yeah. Oh, even better because I'm 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 actually I'm I'm a little hungry. So, I mean, I, I, they, so may be, they may, may not be. The, <laughs> the they may not make it to the. May
0: not make it to the house. May not make it to the house.
1: Those donuts may be uh, secretly eaten. I and think as long as my wife doesn't watch this. Hey, what she doesn't know won't hurt her. I think I think there's like oh. half a dozen of them in there. So. Hey. <laughs> and your point. <laughs> no, just just letting you know. <laughs> okay.
0: Couple oh, that's of them, nice. Couple of them are green tea flavored. Ooh, so I like those. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't sure if. Uh, you would get pass those off to the wife and kids or if you would uh, do those yourself?
1: No no no, 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 Well, I will, I won't eat them all. I will, I will give them to my children. Right. <laughs> you know. right, right. No, my children will go hungry. As long as my stomach is full. That's all I care about. Right. <laughs> Father of the year award. Come on, well, no other year goes to Dave. <laughs> exactly. Dave and his starving children. <laughs> exactly.
2: And Stephen, how was your week? Mm. My week was actually quite nice. We're in the middle of sports festival week at the uh, university, same uh, here so York, right? yeah. it means it means that um, classes are very light. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I had hardly any students attend class because of their requirement or of participation in various college-related activities. And mm-hmm. then all classes were canceled on Thursday. So I got Sweet. an extra day off. And then Sweet. today I ran a half marathon. So it was awesome.
0: Remember, there we go. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's sport festival time here yeah. at the elementary school. Yeah. Uh, my, my school actually has their festival tomorrow. Ah. So I was off. Uh, uh, sorry, Kevin just jumped in. He said, I want to say hi. Um, anyway. <clears throat> Actually, we got a couple people in here. Everybody saying hi. Um, so I had a Tuesday off because they were doing rehearsal. And then Wednesday was my day off. Mm. So I worked Monday, Thursday, and Friday this week.
1: Tough. Nice. Yeah, very tough. And I worked a whole two hours today. Wow. <laughs> two hours? I started, I, I started, I got, I got to my school at, uh, Nine fifteen in the morning. Mm-hmm. I finished at ten tonight.
0: I started at nine thirty-five and I finished at eleven fifteen. Sorry, eleven
2: twenty-five. I yeah. I, I did 11. have to work today. I did have to work today. I I started at at nine eighteen in the morning and and finished at nine, 9. forty-five.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, if I wasn't bald, I'd take my hat off, I'll throw it to the ground right now. But I'm just. <laughs> but I'll but it keep was, it on.
2: It was, it was a fun. It was you know, live radio was a blast to do. So Friday morning radio gig. Well, and
0: you know, I don't think I don't have I ever told you, Steve. Tell us about your winter vacation. What do you got? Like eight months vacation? Oh, eight,
2: eight months vacation? No, not eight months. Two months vacation. And then how about summer? Wow. Two months vacation.
1: Wow. Oh, that's where you got confused with the eight months. He works yeah. eight months and he has right, four months. Right, out. right, right. <laughs> you he doesn't yeah, work eight so. months.
2: No, I do. I mean, each semester is four months, so that's, you know, every every semester is 16 weeks, so that's four months and four months, so that's eight months of class, and then the rest of the time is downtime. There's always the possibility of our universities starting winter or summer classes. They just haven't, so. time is our own okay and
0: then as you get closer to the holidays do you get uh students that are dropping out to go on vacation and so you end up with lessons that not that not that the not that the lesson is over but that they've just kind of canceled for that time of the year
2: it's not that they are canceling it's just that they are less motivated and usually that happens about halfway through the semester when they realize sure. that they haven 't been really showing up to class or they they have so many late in our university four absences it 's an automatic fail wow. three, three tardies to class same as Pretty one true. absence yeah. so if like i, I have a, I have a student who lives on campus, but she 's not a morning person and i told told her the very first day if you cannot get to class at nine a m you will be late. And after the midterm, I haven't seen her. So she had four absences leading up to the midterm, which was week number eight. And then now we're in week 12. So, you know, she, she gets the automatic F.
0: Wow. 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 Well, so much for that. No future for her.
2: Yeah. I'll be seeing her again next year when she uh, takes the class again.
0: Hmm. If, if she takes the class again, or is it something that she has to do?
2: This is a required class to graduate. Wow. So she may not be at my class, but it is a required class. Gotcha. I've, I've I actually had uh, a student take uh, five semesters with me. She took labs one, two, three, and four, and then repeated lab one with me as well.
1: Mm. well that's, that's a lot of money for parents. Because uh, one thing that I learned, I went back to school a couple years ago. I did a um, um, correspondence course, and I paid for it all. And when I went to university, when I, when I was young, when I went to UCLA, my parents paid for that. Uh, having that said, 20 years ago, it was a heck of a lot cheaper going back to going to school then. So I didn't feel too guilty about it. Right. But uh, when you pay for it yourself, you squeeze as much. Education as you can out of that little puppy no
2: no, i I completely agree, I completely yeah. agree the, the things that some of these students do I would never, ever have done as an undergraduate student oh
1: sure, sure, I understand, but i mean i I slept through some classes during my undergraduate time, so i can 't oh I, I
2: i had I will very vividly remember professor Professor Hentley, who taught plant biology class at eight a m in the morning Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And no matter what I tried to do, I was never quite able to stay awake in his class. Uh, He (laughs) just droned on in a monotonous voice with the lights off and the overhead projector on. And then would take 10 minutes to draw the most intricate chalk drawing of a flower on the board. Oh, God. Every day. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> uh, now, let, let me ask you this, Steve, uh, as far as uh, Korea's educational system goes. Uh, here in Japan, we we say that it's hard to get into the university, but very, very difficult. Uh, sorry, it's very difficult to get in, but very easy to get out. Yeah. Whereas in the States, it's easy to get in, but hard to get out.
2: Well, I would say it's the same same issue. I mean, one of the reasons why South Korea has such a high suicide rate is because of the Sunum, the National College Admission Test. Mm-hmm. It's offered only once per year, and your performance on that test determines which university you go to.
0: right, right, and, right, right, right.
2: And there isn't a student I have met that hasn't had someone in their circle of friends commit suicide or yeah. have at least attempted to commit suicide. Wow.
0: Yeah, because yes. like over here, like your future could actually ride on which university you went to as opposed to what you actually studied in university.
2: No, that's very much the same here too. I mean if you attend the Sky School, so Seoul National University, Um, korea university or yonsei university you have a golden ticket doesn't matter what necessarily your degree is in but the fact that you went to one of those top three universities you're good to go Um, there's actually a really interesting story published last year about how several entrepreneurs who didn't go to these top three schools were rising in the business ranks and they were hoping that their example of success would start to influence korean culture that's interesting that's really interesting but yeah. before we go on, I, I see you two already have your beverages opened.
1: Yes, I'm sir. sorry, I was thirsty. And so yes.
2: Alright, so right, I'm I'm going to have an adult. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: was that apple juice? We couldn't see it. It was uh it was um kind of a – Oh, I see it now.
2: Very nice. I don't. So cheers, my friends.
1: Cheers. Uh enjoy your apple here juice on the rocks. Yeah, so here it's like
0: the CEO of Sony, you know, like, where did you go to school? I went to Tokyo University. What did you study? Underwater basket weaving. You know? (laughs) You You got a
2: job. You got a job. No, it's it's very disconcerting, and and there are some changes in the works that are supposed to take place this year in the Sunung, um, because one of the problems is – To really do well on the admissions test, you have to go to a private academy, whether it's for math or for science or for English, just to ensure that you get a high score. Mm -hmm. So one of the changes that are supposed to be implemented this year is that only curriculum-based materials from middle school and high school are supposed to be on the test, not any outside information in an effort to – Reduce the burden on parents to send students to these after-school programs.
1: I love that because uh, it's a, it's a growing problem in Japan as well. When we first came to Japan, not so many kids went to Juku, which is the cram school situation over here. And then over the last couple of years, especially after they tried to rehaul the educational system over here to give kids more free time so they can you know relax and everything and play video games, um, the, the problem was that the schools were not teaching them. Uh, the students, what they needed to pass and get into the universities, because the universities didn't uh, change their tests. So you have this this huge influx of people going into cram schools, and that's what all children do now. I don't know of any kids that don't go to some kind of cram school now. Mm. And I've actually argued with you, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, that I'm actually beginning to think that going to school is actually a hindrance to your education to pass these tests. That actually, it might even be beneficial in a lot of ways to just go to the cram school uh, for a few hours a day, where you have, um, you know, private or or, or or very focused attention on what you need. And that's sad because, of course, school has a big social uh, yeah. social impact on on the way you you know you live your life and everything. But uh, what what do you think about in, in Korea? I mean, is it uh, is it such that Kids should really concentrate on what they're learning at Juku, or is, is school just just you know where they hang out so they don't uh, they're not walking around the streets? Inquiring no, minds want to know.
2: No, I, I, in my opinion, the big problem is that it's solely it, it doesn't matter if you're going to a cram school, uh, a hagwon here, um, specifically for the sunung, or in school. The large, in my opinion, the, the biggest problem is that it's it's strictly teaching to the test. Yeah, that's uh-huh. exactly how to answer the test, both in school and at the hagwon. So and I'll, I'll give a, a perfect example. I, you know, I used to teach elementary students and, and these were the top students at the hagwon. And we were doing this story about mammals and how they cool themselves in the desert. And the story had four different ways mammals could cool themselves. Now, if I gave a question that was pretty much verbatim out of the book, you know, Fill in the blank or you have to piece it together by what's there, mm-hmm. the students could answer it just like that, yeah, but if I just said, what are the four ways they could you know cool themselves because that's not the way they're taught in school to answer a question like that they're learning their their reading comprehension, listening comprehension was so poor that they were unable to answer that question I, and it's, and that's it's really interesting. Yeah. And that's what I see is that, you know, unless it's exactly the way that it's going to appear on the test, they aren't taught to think in that manner. And not only
1: that, they're not even interested in it. And they actually get yeah. a little upset. I, would, I mean, I'm just saying what would happen in Japan. They're, they're actually getting upset with you. Like, Why are you wasting my time with something that I don't need for the test?
2: Exactly. Well, yeah, and it, there there was a an article that came out a few years ago here in Korea that some of the big tables, the, the big conglomerates, uh, were fairly upset with universities because they were graduating students who had certain skill sets, but they weren't ready for the work environment. Yeah. So because getting a job in Korea is so competitive... These companies really had to make sure they were hiring the correct people for the jobs because it was going to take them two or three years to really train them to do the work that they should be able to do straight out of college with just some remedial training to understand the work environment.
1: Sure, sure. Well, I mean, it it sounds kind of similar to a test that I, I despise in this country called the Aiken. And uh, the ACAN is, in my opinion, one of the reasons why Japanese can't speak English, because it's uh, there's no communicative component to it. Uh, mm. Actually, I, I take that back. There, uh, For several the levels, there are, uh, if, if you pass the written stage, there is a uh, an interview stage and, and some other things involved with that. But, I mean, there's such a push and pressure uh, from parents, even at my school, like, can you teach my kid the ACAN? And and so the kids are having to learn these vocabulary words, phrases, and such, and then they can't even say this is the pen nu pen- day- year- right. and it's just like, are you nuts? Can can we stop the insanity? As you know, they said many. It's well, this crazy. is this is gonna this is gonna go off the test a little bit, but
0: we're using this uh, online vocabulary builder, I guess, Mm -hmm. I guess you'd call it, uh, for the elementary first graders. And I was working on the numbers today and these are kids that have never had really any exposure to English whatsoever. And like some of the sentences that are coming up when you click on these things, like, it's like one and you would hope it would say one, one pencil, but it's like one, I have one piece of cake on my plate. You know, like, It's a little too much
1: for these little kids, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was, uh, we, we might want to change the subject soon because I don't know how interesting this we is. Could, we could an
2: is. hour of English education. <laughs>
1: Yay! but one thing that was, that was interesting, I was talking to a, a student of mine who, whose uh, daughters I also teach, and I was telling her how much I, I hate what we call the Jito akin, which is the akin they specifically slapped together for young children to squeeze as much money out of the kids as they can. And especially the Gito Aikens bronze, and they have it bronze, silver, and gold. They go for the gold. Well, for the, for the bronze, what they do is, is it's really quite simple, and they're they trying to make it fun. But a perfect example is, is, is the kids have to look at uh, four pictures. And, and basically give it, give an example. One, one is a picture of an apple on a table. One is a picture of a banana on a table, a pineapple, and let's say a grapefruit. And the test is, uh, uh, two people talking like, Mary, I'm very hungry. I would really love to have something to eat. Oh, Joshua, there's an apple on the table. Go ahead and eat it. And then they're supposed to circle which, which picture, Well, the parents are like, oh, my gosh, my child can truly understand all of this English. No, they just hear Apple. Right. (laughs) You could do the same damn conversation in German, Swahili, anything. And as long as you say Apple, that's what they're going to circle because they're only listening to the key word. Right. So it's just it's it's absurd. I, I hope they don't do that in Korea. But from what you've said, it sounds like they probably do.
2: Yeah, they're, they're doing some interesting things. There's a lot of new programs out there. Um, unfortunately, the English education in Korea, I think, is grossly mismanaged and a waste of money and a time. And we're starting to see that with reductions in the uh, placement of native speakers in, in schools. Mm. And personally, I think that's a good decision. Because the the government's just wasting money because it's just a, a bad educational system. Um, Park Park and the the president came out last year, and she said, and, and, and this is something that I think is a move in the right direction: is that not everyone in Korea needs to be fluent in mm-hmm. English? Yeah, they need to have a certain level, and then that's what you teach in school. And then if someone really is, you know. Desire, desires to teach uh, speak English, then they can go to a hagwon and learn English outside of school. But the bare basics of what we're going to test for and what we decide to have as the norm in the nation, that should be what's focused on in the schools and, mm-hmm. and try to have as many native Korean speakers who can teach English effectively do that so you can have you know, bilingual education in the classroom
1: sounds good to me you know, see all this time i thought korea was higher well i mean that's the whole thing i mean we we get all this information to japan and i and mm. you know we've been here for so long like the japanese are the worst at speaking english in all of asia why 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 after all the money after all the hours everybody spends in this country why are they consistently uh the worst speakers but it looks uh, like they're not no
2: Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know where they fall. I mean, I will tell you that the last number I saw was that Korea spends, I think, $18 billion a year on English education. Wow. Um, and you know the efficacy rating is you know right in the middle and you see some third world countries who have embraced english education who see the benefit of it and you know korea is mainly a homogenous society and a lot of people have no desire to go abroad they just want to stay in korea and work and the reality of the situation is is on a day-to-day basis they have no use for english so why put the time into it that's yeah. true. That's you know,
1: that's, that's we get that a lot. It's like, well, why, why learn this language when you have no opportunity to speak it and when you have no need to speak it? And I know this may sound controversial, but um, I, I have the same argument with every subject. And I, and I always tell my students, okay, well, uh, I hate to, to, to say this, but the last time I ever used uh, calculus was the, the last day I took the calculus test in university. And I ask people, okay, how many hours did you spend with advanced mathematics, and have you ever used that in your daily life or in your professional life? I'm not knocking mathematics because I think it's so important for a lot of reasons, but I think I think for the average Joe, for the average Joe, for what you're saying with English, I agree totally. But I think it could also be applied to to, to mathematics, subjects. to history, to a whole lot of things. I, I think really a lot of people need to 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 really focus on what the average person needs for education i would totally revamp it i would i would teach home economics for four years i would you know everybody goes woodshop yeah why not you know every boy and girl that goes into high school after they graduate will be able to balance a home budget uh wash cook their own clean clothes so. cook clean maybe do some some auto repair whatever you know
2: but, but why would they need to do that they're going to live with their parents until they get married
1: that you, you got me. You, you just completely blew me out of the water on that one. Not if they don't have a computer in the basement. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, there you go.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Steve. Uh... <laughs>
1: Uh, David, I'm totally deflated now. <laughs> was to- I'm totally defeated from
2: the guy. No, no, I, exactly. I agree with that because I, I, I talk with my friends and you know they they get married and they're finally living together with their spouse and uh, you know they they've never had to do laundry by themselves. They don't know how to cook. They don't know how to clean. They have none of those life skills because they've really never had to do them. And uh, you know, home, home ec was one of the best classes I ever took yeah. in high school. Same here. Yeah. Same here. I took it, but
0: that's because that's where all the girls were. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Steve, uh, I think Dave has some questions for you. Oh, let me. He, he's got a fire away. He's he's got a bunch of stuff he wanted to ask you. You want to lead into this, Dave? On what you what what? How yeah.
1: This, uh, um, how this cu- came about? A couple weeks ago, uh, uh, there was an article on the on the um, <laughs> cracked site, cracked and yeah. I don't know if you know this. It's kind of a comedy site. Do you know this, Steve? This...
2: I I know cracked, but I i don't read it so okay
1: well the reason why I, I i knew we were going to be talking to you and and one of the articles was uh, i think something like six things i i learned since living in korea okay and and some kids over there right now he's teaching english over there and he was writing a whole bunch of stuff and some of the things uh are not family friendly so i took those okay. out
2: uh but a couple of things we so have one thing on the list now Pardon me. <laughs> the yeah, there you go. Oh, not family friendly stuff. And it says the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But one thing that he, he wrote, and I was I really wanted to ask you this, and that he said that uh um that most South Koreans don't give a damn and are not worried at all about North Korea.
2: That's absolutely correct. Neither am I.
1: Wow. You see, and, he, and he, he, he said this, he said, especially the elderly, because they, they've been doing this same crap for so long that it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. We don't care anymore. Just- well, I mean,
2: th- that is it. But you also have to look at, at the, the big picture. Hmm. So pretend, Dave, pretend you're Kim Jong-un. You're a dictator. I do you that have- every day, by the way. this is my class
1: (laughs) this is my wife bob but that's how i start my morning
2: (laughs) so anyway so so you're you're the dictator of north korea Mm. and for the most part you have an alliance with china we don't know how good it is but if you want to start some serious stuff chances are you're going to go on it alone so if you attack south korea then you have, you know, 30, roughly thirty thousand U.S. troops here, plus the Seventh Fleet nearby. You have China would be very angry. North, uh, north of Korea, you have Russia. Uh, you know, you have Guam nearby, and other forces in Japan from the United States that can quickly get here. If you do something serious, your military can't compete with that firepower. No. So why would you ever decide? to do something that you know that you can't win as a dictator. And that's what a lot of people don't understand from overseas is that, yes, if if they were to launch a full-scale attack on Seoul, Seoul would be laid to waste in a lot of different areas. There would be significant casualties, significant damage. But the retaliation to North Korea would effectively end the regime and just end the country. And no dictator wants to enter that scenario.
1: But, uh, of course, there's so much es- escalation. I mean, uh, I can't remember when now, but when they... It was last year, they, last year, last year. When they, when they shelled that, uh, that, was it the island... Uh,
2: yeah. So in 2010, they shelled Yongpyong Island, and yeah, four people right, died right. there. In 2011, they sunk the Chonan. Uh, you know, the 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 sad thing is is that we see these border skirmishes along the northern limit line where where those two events happened, and, and in some other areas, every so often. And and that is something that has very frequently happened. We just had shelling last week, uh, in, in the same area where they wow. North Korea fired, missed South Korean boats. South Korea returned fire, and then North Korea also fired back again. And it's just a cat and mouse game. Uh, North Korea very much likes to be the center of attention in the headlines. Mm. And, you know, the pessimist of me said, you know, the reason why they did this is because so much media attention now is being given to Thailand. So they're out of the spotlight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, okay, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm, I'm shooting. You know, and if you look at really what they're doing, all the missile tests, you know, they, they say, oh, we're going to do a missile test. And they make sure they, they shoot it in an area that can't be construed as going towards anything of significance or going mm-hmm. out into the ocean. And even a surprise one, they make sure that the flight path is in an area where, you know, it can't be misinterpreted. So it's just a matter, a way for them to get in the headlines, hopefully so that they, and this is working so well for them in the past, is, is that they do these provocative acts and then the West comes in and says, Okay, if you stop that, yeah. I will give you X. And they've been doing this since the end of the Korean War. They really have, haven't they? Yeah, and and you know and, and it's worked so well for them. Uh, so why isn't it? it, so has, y, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. why change it? They they and then, you know, after the the third nuclear test and everything that happened last year, you know, the UN slammed all, slammed all these sanctions on North Korea. But you know what? They they're still selling their drugs, they're still selling their weapons. Their their economy is still doing fairly well. You know, they have no reason to change the way they behave. Steve, did they did they open that
0: did they open that industrial complex up again?
2: They have they have opened up Kaesong Industrial Complex. Uh, they're actually talking about actually Putting the internet there soon and actually streamlining the the entrance and exit out of the um the, the Paju gates to to go to that complex. Um, mm-hmm. the the one thing I will say, and this is this is always my, my go to stuff, is is that you you don't have to be worried about North Korea until they stop doing the DMZ and uh, joint Security Area tours. You know, as long as they still a- allow tours to go into where the you know, conference row is and those blue huts are, no one's really taking it that seriously.
1: Right. See that. That's. It. I'm glad you brought that up because this is not on the on the article. But I was going to ask you: Do you have any feelings, or do you have any Korean friends that have any feelings of the DMZ zone being a uh, basically a tourist trap in a lot of ways? Um, I know several Japanese people that you know, like I'm going to go over and and look at the mine. Mines and everything and 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 wave it and not wave
2: at the North Koreans, but you know well what I've, do you think about that? I, I've, I've been, been four times I was just there well there you um, go um i th- I think it's an interesting place to go. the food's um, that good
1: but I the food's fantastic great. no,
2: <laughs> no I, I, the, the reason why I think it's an interesting place to go is that there are a lot of monuments related to the the korean war so you can see the bridge of no return where the prisoners were exchanged you can see the mines you can see the demarcation line Mm. and you can learn a little bit more about the history now, a lot of the tours are expensive, so I would say if it 's something that you really feel called to do, do it. but you know it, it's it's not something that a lot of people want to do. My mother came out here a couple of years ago, and it wasn't something she wanted to do. Mm. I've had other friends that came in and they're like yeah i want to go i, I want to go there and and see these things to 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 see what it's like, mm. and I will never forget." In 2008, when I went for the very first time, and I saw those South Korean soldiers on our side, the North Korean soldiers on the other side, and you could feel how tense it is. Wow. My my old boss, when he was doing his uh, compulsory service, he was stationed in the DMZ. And he would tell us stories about, you know, standing watch along the line and holding the rifle and looking for troops and doing patrols and stuff. And it makes... You know, being in that environment, you understand why there is such tension along those areas. But then you also hear stories about North Koreans who are defecting, and this happened last year. He makes it—you know—the the guy kills his his sergeant or whatever it was, makes it all the way through the DMZ, crosses the border into South Korea, and spent three hours walking around, going to different guard huts, trying to find someone to surrender to so he could defect. Oh man. Hello, is anybody home? Uh, yeah, exactly. That
1: was it, too. I'm invading. Well, just if, kidding. I just wanted to defect. If they've
0: got all the historical stuff up there, I want to see um, Hawkeye and Trapper John's tent.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to make it classy. I knew you were going to make this conversation as classy as possible. Come
2: fun. on. I want to have some fun, too. All right. What's next, I mean, Dave? Really interesting stuff there. So, all right, next question. Next uh, question, I, sir, Dave.
1: Again, this is from the crack. i uh, cracked stuff. Like we're talking about drugs here. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, a pretty fun site. If you, if anybody out there wants to check it out, from
0: crack. Com.
1: Yeah, from crack. Com. Do South Koreans really get as much plastic surgery as many people around the world think they do? Good it,
2: depends, it depends on what you define as plastic surgery. The United States spends the most money on plastic surgery, hmm. but per capita, South Korea has the most plastic surgery being performed. Hmm. I would say that the most prevalent type of plastic surgery is the, the double eyelid fold.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard the, um, nose, the nose thing is pretty big. Earlier. It
2: can be. I mean, I had a, I had a teacher who, over one of our long weekends, got pretty much her entire face done. Wow. So nose, cheeks, chin. Uh, she, when she recovered, I didn't even recognize her.
1: In a good way or a bad way?
2: Well, I mean, it was just different. And she yeah. wanted to have a, a certain look, and then that's what she she got. Um, mm-hmm. It's very common, especially in the area, to see big billboards of uh, plastic surgery clinics yeah. you know, offering the different services on the back of buses. I actually did a video of this a, a while ago. Is here, Here's the rundown. You, you have nose filling, chin shaving, cheek shaving, skin whitening, all these different procedures. It sounds like you were just
1: list? doing a rap right there. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's... it's, 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 it's Shaven, yo,
2: yeah, I mean it's it's very prevalent in fact, there was one plastic You're surgery
1: to you to pull that off
2: <laughs> one plastic surgery clinic in kongnam who specializes in jaw reshaping, mm. and so what they did is they commissioned a sculpture of the jaw shavings to be put in their office. Wow, okay, wow.
1: There, yeah. there was something not too long ago that I think made maybe international news, it made made news in Japan because, Korean, you know, Korean dramas and 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 pop and groups are so big over here. But of a um, Korean beauty contest where pretty much every single contestant looked the same. The only difference was their hairstyle. And yeah, were,
2: I mean, all clones. That that went around. I forgot. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like the plastic surgery type thing. It was it was mm. something else. But yeah, I remember seeing that. I mean, there are a lot of people who who do get it, and you know, it's 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 there there is an I say uh, an overemphasis placed on external looks in mm. Korea.
1: Well, this brings me on to the to the next topic. I don't know if this was in the article, but oh, this was in the article, and and. The kid was amazed that uh, 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 Korean men are using, apparently, according to him, a lot of makeup, and then that uh, they actually check their makeup throughout the day. And oh, I was do many Korean men use a lot of makeup and check their makeup throughout the day? Is that is that true? Absolutely. It's kind of embarrassing. Can't help Especially it. Especially when his mascara runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like you see. Uh, cry. <laughs> yeah. Guy, guy liner. Eyeliner for guys. Guy liners. Like uh, BB cream for the, the the bags and whatnot. But yeah, the, the, the male cosmetic market is, is huge here.
1: Is it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. When is this world coming to? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So. Uh, what about your students i mean when does this kind of because uh, a, a lot of the stuff that i that i've read um, stated that there's just so much pressure there's so much competition for job placements and getting ahead that a lot of it has to do with i wouldn't say uh, 100% has to do with looks but it's the way you look is uh, is is important oh,
2: it's, it's it's very important it's also very common to photoshop your 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 passport photo for your resume Oh, so, my gosh. So you, 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 you look so nice on your application, but then when you show up to your, your interview, you don't
1: quite look <laughs> that way. All frumpy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the chins. It's just, it's just uh, I'm bloated. You know, this will be gone by right. next week. Wow. Okay. Let me, let me ask you a question because my Japanese wife is totally addicted to Korean dramas, as many Japanese women are over here. They okay. just love them. And my question is, um, are are foreign dramas big in Korea? And if so, what are some of the more popular dramas that are 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 um, being shown right now?
2: Well, I I will have to feign ignorance on this. I don't watch really much television. I will say that Korean drama is really good, and that's one of the problems I have. Um, you ask a student, uh, what do you like to watch? Oh, I like to watch drama. Yeah. And, and and that's the end of the conversation, so, well, which one, because you know, every single network has one, mm-hmm. and it, it takes a lot of prodding to get it out. In terms of foreign stuff, I mean, things I have seen on the networks being shown over here, I've seen CSI, um uh trying to think, a lot of the procedural crime dramas I have seen. Yeah. A lot Dr. Of House. What? Dr. House. I don't think I ever saw a house no. on a Korean network. Now, if it's something like Star Asia or something like that, okay, of course, no. I've seen it. And, and, you know, in our satellite coverage, we get, you know, five million sure. you know sure. channels as well. So you can always find something. Uh, when I didn't have television, I was watching a lot of Discovery Asia and, and those types of programs. So. Well, it's
1: interesting. it's interesting you should say that because we have the same problem over here with our students. A lot of the dramas, a lot of the Japanese dramas over here are only a uh, short-term drama, like for th- three three months. And so people don't bother learning the titles. You know, usually there's mm. one major star. And so they're like, oh, I'm watching the uh, Kim Taku, Taku Kimura drama. Uh, oh, what's the title of it? I don't know. You know, and then people just don't bother because it's only on for like twelve weeks, and then it's it's over. Right. So we get the same thing with our students.
0: Yeah. Or they'll pick up a they'll pick up a show from America that only ran one season. Yeah. And they'll run. It. It's like, don't don't eat, why tease us? You know. Exactly. They, that, what was that one show? The, the Finder, which was a really really good show. It had uh I don't know the main guy's name, but that big black guy from uh
1: oh yeah Michael Duncan what Michael the guy that Michael died. Clark Duncan. Yeah,
0: Um, he was he was in that show.
1: Yeah. And and it
0: only went one season and that was a great show.
1: Yeah.
0: Why did they drop that show? And then Japan picks it up, runs that one season. It's like, why did you even get my mouth wet on that? You know,
1: wasting time. It's interesting that you're getting a lot of crime dramas over there, like CSI and everything like this, maybe even the mentalist and stuff, because I personally, I think that's one of the reasons why um, Korean dramas have become so popular in Japan. Uh, Several years ago, uh, a lot of the the, uh, things that were popular in Japan, a lot of the shows that were popular in Japan from the States were comedy, situation comedies like Full House, Mm. um, which is still popular, and Family Ties. And and then you had a lot of stuff that was popular like um, Little House on the Prairie and Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. And then what happened was, as is still the case, a lot of the shows are just – Death, murder, rape, or vampires, zombies, and blah, 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 blah. Right. And, you know, a, a lot of Japanese women, because these are the, the people that watch a lot of Korean dramas, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this zombie stuff, okay? And, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, watching somebody being murdered uh, brutally every week, is, you know, I want something right. else, okay? Just give me, you know, two good-looking kids, you know, playing in the snow, and with a sonata or something like that you know yeah. <laughs> you know and that's that's really where i think it it became popular in japan cuz yeah. I, I think they're a little bit more human the the korean dramas even the even the historic dramas which my wife loves
2: yeah i mean i mean but i mean you know the the i i've seen like bits and pieces of the dramas and they're just as bad as you know the daytime soap operas back oh. home that's it's true like, come on I, that, that's why I can't watch them. It's like, my God. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I can't watch them
1: with... I can't watch when my wife is, you know, it's like, no, 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 turn it off. Yeah. But I, I can I can appreciate how people, especially uh, women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, are not interested in zombies and vampires. Yeah. And don't want, uh, you know, want to watch rape. And I'm thankful for that. Week in and week out. They just want, you know, a couple of... Great-looking, you know, surgically during, altered kids <laughs> doing some soap opera stuff. To. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, Korean dramas. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's all jealousy.
2: It's awesome. <laughs> so, what else is on your list, sir?
1: Well, let me see. Uh, I I didn't know how many I should prepare. Oh, this is something I want to ask you to. And I'm I'm sorry. Maybe you were talking about this in the other hang hangout, but. I, I really don't know about Korea too much. I've been in I've been in Korea for about two hours uh, in China Airport. Lovely airport, by the way. But I'm just curious. Do you get even though you've been in uh, not, you've been in Korea for a long time? Do you still consistently get the type of questions that we get? Like, oh, you can use chopsticks. Wow. And I would just imagine that you get something like, oh, you can eat spicy sauce. Wow. I thought only. Koreans, because we have special intestines, can uh, handle our special kimchi sauce. Wow. Do you get a lot of that? Do you get any
2: of that? Um, I would say that in the early days that I would, you know, can can you use chopsticks? I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever gotten can you use chopsticks. I've gotten complimented on my chopstick skill. Hmm. Um, I get that. Uh, the, the spicy food I do... Um, get question that I I went, I went to a a restaurant the other day, I guess not the other day, but last year. And I wanted to get just a rice ball for lunch. And I ordered the spicy chicken and the owner was that's spicy, you know, he actually, before he made it, he actually went and got some spicy chicken, had me try it to make sure it was okay that I could eat it. And it wasn't too spicy for me. And my you know, my students will say, you know, can you eat it? I'm like, I I'm from Arizona, you know, I eat Mexican food. I eat ah. you know, a whole breadth of different kinds of peppers and what you have here, I I have never found something so hot that I couldn't eat it. In fact, ah. most of the time I find Korean food on the mild side.
1: Wow. Well, that's, that's 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 that that's that uh Mexican uh background there. That's
0: fantastic. Uh, we got a question for Steve from the, from the peanut gallery. Okay, great. Steve, okay. in Korea, it is, it, is it as difficult as Japan to become considered Japanese or Korean in your, in your situation? Or is the country more willing to accept those willing to assimilate?
2: Um, I think it has to do more with the individual than, than Korean culture in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I've met people who have been here for a long time and, and they, I'm always going to be an outsider. I've never, I'm never going to be Korean. And then you have people on the flip side who who just don't care. Um, but no, I, I've spent the time under learning about Korean culture, understanding Korean culture and knowing how culture works so I can navigate it a little bit easier and even though my Korean isn't the best and I'm not married to a Korean, you know, I, I get constantly told, oh, Steve, are you sure you're not Korean? You know, that's that's the attitude, because I understand what life in Korea is like and understand the norms and what happens. I mean, not necessarily agree all the time with the way that Korean society tells you to do something because of where I'm from. But I certainly understand their reasoning behind it, respect it as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just a matter of of who you are and how you choose to insert yourself into society.
1: I think that applies to Japan too. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure.
2: But
0: Steve, you're you're completely comfortable over there, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I have no. Nope problems at all yeah. i mean i enjoy my life here I, I i have a a great job i enjoy working with my students i do miss my young students though mm. um but i get to work in tv and radio and have a blast and and get to travel and and have a, a life here okay. now
0: steve i uh, uh, here's something um it, uh, i'm done yeah, okay go ahead. um because i'm such a big guy you know for anybody that's never met me face to face i'm large uh, as what what was the word? Portly, was that the Portly. word? <laughs> Portly. Portly. Um, I'm a extra big guy, hus- so
1: extra husky.
0: I always get comments on my size, mm. whether it's some old man or old woman, you know, looking at me mm. and going, Oh, you're so fat. I get or, that. You know, yeah, I I'm, I'm not that. Or large. kids coming up and poking me in the stomach and stuff like that. Um, with you and your height, do people comment on your height a lot over there? Because anybody that's never met Steve, Steve's like 6'4, 6'5 right
2: yeah i'm six 194 centimeters so i usually get a lot of questions you know how tall are you and then i'll say you know Beku, Beku Shipsa, you know 194 and then oh and, and that's usually the the end of it but i mean i have several friends that are my height and a few friends that are actually taller than me that are korean mm. so i mean it's there the, the average height is significantly shorter but it's not unheard of to see and and with 30,000 US servicemen here and with the influx of of Russians and uh Africans and Europeans and of course the the English teaching population uh, there's certainly a, a huge exposure i think the last number i saw was about 2 million foreigners in korea really uh, yeah, wow. um, most most of which are from other Asian countries, uh, okay. either in factory working capacities or as um, mail order brides. Um, but but I mean there there's a That's huge how we
1: met. right. <laughs> I got Dave out of oh, a catalog. Jim saw my picture. He's like, ah, oh, gotta have him. That yeah, that shiny head's for me. <laughs> Boy, that sounded nastier than I thought it was gonna sound.
2: God. But I mean my wife and I were coming home from the movie this past weekend and you know a bunch of students sitting on the on on the bus stop and they were asking me how much how how tall I was and they were maybe 3rd or 4th grade so uh you know it was, it was something new and different for them Sure
0: Well actually there is uh there is video of me and Steve uh standing next to each other um, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah 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 I and I that. and I can edit that in so if anybody wants to see that here it is Okay, and then it'll, it'll be I'll, cool. Fit that in there. Great. Ha <laughs> ha! That was the day that we were at uh, the 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 castle. Namsangol Hanok Village.
2: Uh-huh. What? Namsangol Hanok Village, the the Namsan uh, Mountain traditional folk village where they had the ice sculptures. Right,
0: right, right, that right. Sounds cool. That was pretty. That was Steve and Big Paul. were out there together. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Big Paul got the take a little bit of a look. Wow. Okay. Well, should we move over to the, to the uh, peanut gallery and get some questions in here?
1: Yeah. Probably a good idea.
0: Um, all right. Akito Tengen says a question I asked in the other hangout when it comes to foreigners death in Japan or Korea, do they stay in Japan and Korea or do they get sent back? Um, I'm going to say on the, on the Japanese side, it would just depend on what your wishes were. Yep. Um, I think if I'm not, I don't plan on going back. Um, I think when I die, I'll probably be put in Tomoko's family's uh, gravesite. How about you, Steve? Uh, It
2: it depends on, I I guess, whether or not they're actually a permanent resident or not. You know, if they're just someone who's working here and they happen to yeah. unfortunately mm. pass away, then of course the, the, the family is going to claim them and, and send them back home. Now they may have them cremated here in Korea and they just take the ashes back home right. versus shipping the body. But I don't
0: think, I think what I, I'm going to guess that he's wanting to know if, are we allowed to stay here after we're dead? Um, I don't think there are any rules uh, of, uh. applying to that.
1: Yeah, I bet you're right.
0: Okay. Uh, Hokuriku Yome san says, I live in a small town and most people know me here. There are very few foreigners in my area, so people are used to me, and I really get this question. If I visit Tokyo or somewhere in place, oh, okay, that's not a question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Frederick, um, for Steve, I s- often see videos about Korea that you use metal sticks in Korea. You use metal chopsticks. Why is that? Because they're have, better. I actually have a pair of those that Steve gave to me. Okay. Go ahead.
2: Because they're better. <laughs> that's why no uh no the 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 history behind the chopsticks is and this is what I've I've been told and what I've been able to find out is that the original korean chopsticks were round or made out of wood in fact the cooking ones are still round and made out of wood however for royalty they're actually made out of silver and then they're also flat so what they would do is i guess the 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 theory was if you use the silver chopsticks, you can better detect poison. Uh, Now, with the flat chopsticks, you actually have, you know, Korea has this this Neo-Confucian ideology that was borrowed from China. And the whole ritual of eating is very important. So another story I heard was because they're flat, they're less likely to roll off the table. They just sit Uh. easier. Um, it's easier, certainly easier to pick up different things because you have two flat surfaces mm-hmm. use chopsticks to pick up uh it is more difficult to learn how to use them than a round chopstick, but I now have more difficulty using round chopsticks than flat oh. because I've, I've been using them for so long. Mm. um it makes it easier to wash easier to to carry as well so
0: mm. uh, I'm gonna sit downstairs. I'll show them to you when we go down cool um Jacob Singleton says. I read the same cracked article as Dave. Ah, uh, do Korean boys touch each other?
1: I think that's not family friendly.
0: It's fair. Is
1: it okay. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, I have to go ahead. Do that they touch the each point.
0: other as described in the article? Friendly for them, but perceived by Westerners as gay.
2: Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. It's very common. Very common to have you know drunk. <laughs> drunk <laughs> i just use older men oyaji's uh, in in uh, japan you know walk arm in arm holding hand um you know very common or you go to the public bathhouse and you know think, things i've seen in there i i would not ever want to see again
0: okay uh let's see american tv shows in asia do they show them with subtitles or dubbed actually here in japan we have uh three styles hmm. they can be just in English, they can be English with subtitles, or they can be dubbed.
2: Yeah. Steve. Same, same in Korea, and I have to tell the story because it cracked me up. Now, okay. I, I I love the musical Mamma Mia, and I have seen Mamma Mia on stage numerous times. So I was thrilled to death when the film came out. wasn't always pleased with the performances in the film, but still enjoyed it. So I was watching. It was four. I actually it was four years ago. So you know, coming up on World Cup season again. And I was flipping through the channels, Mamma Mia was on the television, and the dialogue for the film was dubbed in Korean, but as soon as they cut over to the songs, it was back in English.
1: I've, I've seen those. Yeah, that happens in, yeah, that happens in yeah, Japan sometimes, I've seen too. those, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, this happened to me last night, uh, and I hope I do not offend you, Steve, but... Um, because of, of your sign there. Last night on one of the movie channels, they're doing a Star Trek uh, kind of um, marathon. marathon, And they had uh, Star Trek, um, um, I think, First Contact or whatever. And I was so disappointed because, unfortunately, late at night to save money, oftentimes they don't have the subtitle uh, available. So everybody was talking in Japanese, but I was, I was watching it anyway. But, um, yeah. so not Patrick Stewart. I, I watched Patrick Stewart last night and <laughs> you, sir, you, you, are pretty close. So <laughs> I, I can understand why you, you write that. Right.
0: Let's see. Uh, Jermaine Mathau, Walter's son. Yes. He seems very regular on yeah. our, on our podcast. Recommend that all you guys lose your North American ego and have plastic surgery.
1: Go for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> right.
0: Um, uh da, 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 da. i think that's about all the questions that sounds
2: we got good to me there's um, one up here i saw how, who, who is it it's rage RageFit. Rage how do you feel about gaming scene in south korea and is it as popular as it is portrayed to be i.e professional league of legends and starcraft two players being seen as celebrities um i would s- I, you know i i don't know if it's as popular as it's portrayed to be. I can certainly say that it is uh, very popular. There are the professional athletes. It's not something I really get or understand. Mm. I, I, I I just I don't understand professional gaming. I guess if you could get paid to play a video game, it would be pretty awesome. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't blame them, but... <laughs> No. Mm. Do Do you really want to sit around and watch that, you know, as a, a spectator? I don't know if I would.
2: Yeah. True. There, there you go, Dave. <laughs> exactly. No, check out Check out my lower third, Dave. Pardon me. Check out my lower third. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What is it? So half half of it it is my face and half of it is Patrick Stewart.
1: Oh, uh, I've seen that picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of frightening. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to take the kind of out of that and say. But actually,
0: actually, it turns up over here, kind of looking like Uncle Fester.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool.
0: Okay, now I'm seeing the gaming scene. Uh, You know, as far as the game gaming thing goes, I'm not knocking anybody for that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just that I don't even play games, so watching them on YouTube or something like that would have zero interest for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, but I mean, you can turn on the the big networks and they'll have StarCraft or League of Legend matches televised. Really? Same, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big play by play and everything, color commentary. And the same goes for Badu or or Go in, in Japan. I mean, they'll have um, big matches on TV. The- with play-by-play and commentary and analysis. Yeah. When you say it like
1: that, the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And I I wouldn't watch any of those either. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, guys, I guess that's about it for the evening.
1: Yeah, I think so. We're getting to that point. Yeah. I'm I'm sleepy. oh I'm Aww. actually sleepy. I'm, we were that boring. It's it's, 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 boring.
2: it's, it's, it's time it's sleep. time for a bedcast, and this time Jim will fall asleep.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank everybody that's been in here tonight. Um, anything that you need to find via social media, you can find it at www.mullysplace.com. Um, I would also request that you guys take the time to head over to Keyranger.com. Keyranger.com. That is QI Ranger. Check out Steve's stuff. He's got blogs and vlogs and T-shirts. No, he doesn't have any T-shirts. Um, mugs and cups and Frisbees no. and all kinds of neat stuff and dogs that do tricks. Uh, wow. and, uh, check, you can check out Steve on YouTube. Uh, he is, uh, key ranger, G ranger. Um, what else you got out there, Steve? You want to throw us some stuff?
2: Sure. Well, my passion these days of course is the news podcast. So that's over at asiannewsweekly.net dot net, And that's where I spend most of my time. In fact, as of today, we're recording the podcast I actually dropped two different podcasts. Fantastic.
0: So, so are you saying you
2: dropped a deuce? I I did. I dropped a juice. <laughs>
1: Just keeps getting classier every week. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. All right.
0: So, um, yeah, guys, there you go. Uh, I'm stupid. You know, we're doing a podcast. And I didn't even mention Steve's podcast, uh, Asia News Weekly. And what's a new one?
2: Uh, So, Asia News Weekly is about a twenty-five to thirty-minute summary of the biggest or some of the biggest stories in the Asia Pacific region, and then the other podcast is called Asia Now. It features stories, conversations, and news happening in Asia now. So, a little bit more focused type of uh, podcast. Mm.
0: Okay. And is the is the how often does the Now come out?
2: The Now usually comes out once or twice a week, but the podcasts are usually between five and seven minutes long. So uh, usually a single issue story that uh, I either break out from the Asian News Weekly podcast or is something that is more of a breaking news or or something that happens that I'm not going to put in the Asian News Weekly because it doesn't have as large of an impact on the Asia Pacific realm. All
0: right. All right. There you guys go. And you can also get Steve on Twitter at Chi Ranger.
2: That is correct. Okay.
0: And again, uh, everything will be in the show notes at www.mullysplace.com. And I think that is about it. Yep. Right? So, so we want to thank Steve for coming in. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Oh, it's Steve. been my pleasure.
2: Thank you so much for having me on. The, uh, this is Steve. This
0: is Mully. This is Dave. Keep it between the lines.